Thanks a lot. We're here with John, Sally, and Tyler. We're recording an interview for The Little Guy, the documentary with Edibles Magazine. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are and how you got into the cannabis industry? My name is John Sally. I'm Tyler Sally. And we got into the industry because Tyler is the youngest, smartest entrepreneur that I know. Uh, she decided to get to the cannabis business and what's better than a father-daughter business? So she's the boss and I listen to the boss. Why wouldn't you get into an industry that's brand new, has no, there's no grandfathering in. It's all kind of, you can go as big as you want until someone tells you you can't, but like, you can kind of go as big as you want in cannabis, so why not join? Especially because I love cannabis in all shapes and forms, so don't discriminate, so <laughs> we need to be a part of this. Right, we decided to start a lifestyle brand called Deuces 22. Uh, Tyler has many interests, uh, like our dad, and uh, she likes real estate, fashion, travel, and I just decided part of our lifestyle brand should be this skew of cannabis. So the first one we were coming out with was pre-rolls, because Tyler said a lot of people don't have the skills of rolling a joint or understand what a great smoking experience would be. So we decided to travel and meet some great people. We decided to go in business with one in particular here in Northern California, Jack Hara. And we're working out how we get the best weed, A quality weed, into our pre-rolls, which would definitely separate us beyond everyone else because we've tasted everyone else. I'm not talking bad about everybody else. I'm just Ours talking great about us. That's it. It's the, the convenience of a J and the history of a J. Everyone understands that as soon as you get into smoking, you're probably going to smoke a J first. I didn't, which is actually funny, but most of the time, when once you really get into smoking, you want to smoke a joint because it's a community time. You can do it with other people. It's relaxing, and that was our intro. But we also just... We have so many other things that we want to bring in, be it edibles, be it vapes, be it uh, CBD topicals, the list goes on, but cannabis is something that's really important to us, so we wanted to make sure that we didn't pigeonhole ourselves in one little section. Yeah. And merch. This is one of our new t-shirts she decided to wear. Um, We're working with some great Working artists. with it. So we don't have to be in control of everything, it's just what funnels through Deuces 22 is high quality, premium level. It's, you can live this life and have everything you want. You can, you don't, you don't need a Bentley, you don't need planes, jets, you don't need anything. You need a simple life. Like we. Like we. But if that's a simple life, make sure it's the best, cleanest, and you get the experience you're supposed to get. So when you pick up a Deuces 22 of anything, it's high quality. You know that I personally have traveled through California trying to find the best strains, or through Nevada if it's in Nevada, or in Michigan, wherever I am. But we want to start in California and eventually grow. But I tried a lot of different strains personally. And I felt like I wanted to make sure it was something that I was proud of, something that my family would smoke, something that my friends would smoke, and something that I knew wouldn't damage anything inside of me. 
besides helping heal any problems I might have. So that was a huge priority for us. And it also just like, I feel like you have to put your money in your mouth. So like, if I'm talking about being healthy and promoting a healthy lifestyle, but then I'm selling a product that has, I don't know what in it, that's kind of really counterproductive. And it's not gonna help the industry. Because a lot of people, there's a lot of misinformation about cannabis. And that's another part of Deuce, is we wanna make sure that people are educated and that they have the means to know I don't know, you know, sometimes people try to give you like fun facts that are wrong and you want to spit back and say, no, this is actually what's going on. And I feel like for us on Deuces 22 on our website, we've found a little home for you to be able to do that, for you to learn little tidbits about cannabis, just because I think a lot of misinformation is out there. There isn't that much research in America, so we have to like go to Canada, go to Israel, go to different countries to find out more things. But I wanted to have a hub for all things campus. That's Tyler Salad, CEO of Deuces 22. For each of you, uh, and I'm sure they're individual stories, what was your first experience trying cannabis in your life? <laughs> uh, first time I smoked was at a party, not a party, it was like I guess it was a party, but it was like a small kickback. A kickback. Yeah, it was a kickback, but like with one of my, with all my friends that were on the basketball team. <laughs> and Can you just say the team? No, because okay. it was my friends on the team, okay. not the whole team. And um, <laughs> I smoked out of a really big ice bomb. And then I remember I burnt the crap out of my throat, and we had an ice cream cake. Now I'm vegan and lactose intolerant, but I didn't care at the time, and I just flipped the cake upside down and ate all the ice cream, because I needed to consult, like... You needed more mucus. Something needed to be tamed. I then was sick, and then went home and ate a bunch of popsicles. That was the first time I smoked weed, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for telling us that story. <laughs> My first time, I was in Sacramento, and I was in front of the Capitol, and I was doing yoga on a really, really good um, OG Kush. And uh, I slept. I usually don't sleep that well through the night. Not anymore now that I get my magnesium through trace minerals. But anyway, that's another topic. Uh, and I slept till like 10.45. And I'm an early riser. And I had no back pain. And I realized, I felt like out of me, somebody has been lying about that apple tree. And uh, that was my entree to uh, the cannabis world, was much older, 36 years old at the time. <laughs> yeah, she's 20 years with so, as a former NBA player, how does, when you were in the NBA, how did they treat cannabis? Well, they treated it, well, in the NBA, they treat cannabis the same way they treat it now, as a secret, because it has been, uh, the propaganda on cannabis is tremendous. Um, the idea, uh, they wind up not in the 90s or early 2000s, uh, I think they finally put a kibosh on it. They never tested for it until then, when a couple of players, I think in the 90s, got in trouble going through uh, Canada or Puerto Rico. Um, since then, David Stern, who is no longer 
the commissioner, I hear it. He says it should be allowed back in if it's legal. If it's legal, it's, it's, it's a safer alternative to alcohol. And we know what happens to athletes when they engage in alcohol. It's not a good outcome. So, but when people engage in cannabis, they lay back and let their body heal, which most athletes should do. One of the most important things you should do as an athlete is rest your body. So if this helps you, your body has an endocannabinoid system. If this helps that, this helps you heal, you'll be a better athlete. What inspired you guys to jump into the cannabis business and industry? Mainly because there was no one stopping us. <laughs> and I don't know, it was, made, it was an idea. It was like, we're going to all these cannabis events and going to the dispensaries and hearing about the industry. Why don't we get it? We were trying to find something to be like passionate about, I guess. I wanted to find my way, and I realized, wait, I love this plant. I love everything about it. I'm really into learning all of the benefits and learning about like what I can do for the industry, how we can change it. Why don't I get into it? Because, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Basically. That, yeah. The other part is it's something that can literally become a family business. So being American and a capitalist, uh, if you live in America and you're not entrepreneurial, you know, you get to complain. So if you want something to be great, you make it great. If you want to be, you want the industry to stay a certain way or you want it to change a certain way, be that. So we realized some of the weeds we've tasted, they were going to go straight to put it into a pill because America is a pill popping um, culture. And they're going to figure out a way to put this into a pill and how to really destroy this plant. Being a vegan, I want everything as much as possible to be organic. I became a part owner of a company called Pure Crop One because I want to make sure that the organics we're putting on plants help the plant. Not destroy the animal, but help the plant. Uh, destroy the insect, but help the plant. And everything could live without something else dying. It's just not the way it is. Um, of course, there's, there's the chain in fish and the chain in predator and, and, and into mammal. We understand that. But as humans, we're smart enough to know we don't have to eat like that. And we don't have to destroy the planet in order for us to have a nice car or for us to live in a nice place. We could literally take our worth and show people to live that lifestyle, which is love and love and that's all about cannabis and if anybody smokes a deuces 22 joint and has a conversation it's a love conversation it's kind of hard to argue when you got good weed in your life what inspired you to become vegan i i was uh saying i was a vegetarian in 1991 i went into microbiotics uh to change my lifestyle uh, my cholesterol was too high and I was changing. I uh, then lied through a, a bunch of years, thinking turkey wasn't meat or thinking shrimp or fish, really. But, you know, saying I was a vegetarian, eating cheese. Um, I was a misinformed person. That's what I was, a misinformed media. Uh, and then in 2007, I was doing a documentary for Peter about being a vegetarian, and all their food in the back was vegan. And a friend of mine said, you got to taste this food. 
and they said it was vegan. I said, what's vegan? And I found this unbelievable food and I realized that I could live and not be a liar. So that day I became vegan and so did my house. Yeah. He came home and he was like, so we're vegan now. Yeah. I buy the food, so that's what we're doing. I buy the food, I cook the and food, you eat the food, we stay alive, we stay young. Cool. We, 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 we do this as a family unit. Um, it was a little kickback, but that's expected when you're in a house full of females and you're the only male. Eventually, I got on board. It didn't take very long. I watched a very crazy documentary that... 2010. Immediately flipped the switch. I was like, cool, yeah, no, not going to engage in that because it's not that deep. Also, just don't feel like you should be controlled by your taste buds. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, it's Earthling. <laughs> you should watch the movie Earthling. It's traumatizing. Don't it's watch not it. traumatizing. It's traumatizing. It, it, if it's traumatizing to you, imagine what it is to them. No, yeah. It completely convinced me and it was a great film and it, that's the reason I became vegan. And I thank that film because... It informed me on a lot of mistreatment of animals that I don't agree with. So it was like, why would you engage in that behavior? Also, like, I'm lactose intolerant. So that was like easy. All humans are lactose intolerant. <laughs> All humans. Wait, totally not totally true. Um, we're lactose intolerant to the lactose of a cow, goat, sheep. Dog, those are not built into our human. But if you have a human milk, that's the lactose you can have. Yeah. Correct, right? That's correct. Is that a correct statement? Um, that I don't know. You can have human milk for humans. Cow Doesn't milk matter. for Just cows. Doesn't matter. Yeah, stick to the thing from your species. Live and let live. Like, it doesn't uh, matter. Jesus H. We're the only species that drinks another animal's milk. Yeah, that's creepy. That's really weird. Kind of. It's, it's weird. No. Cats do it if you make them. If you make them. Right. <laughs> if you make, like, if you put something in front of a cat, he's a predator, he's going to, you know. But it's not. Yeah, but it's not like they go to the store and buy it. Have you guys had, uh, what, what's it like trying to find vegan edibles these days at the dispensaries? <laughs> vegan edibles are rock candy. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like candy. Vegan like edibles is rock candy. Or, or literally... Or you make it yourself. Yeah. Usually it's you make it yourself. Um, you get some Miyoko's butter. Yeah, and then your favorite strain of wheat. Or you get some coconut oil. And um, we would show it to you, but it's going to be on our website. We got it. You've come up subscribe. But uh, <laughs> the edible part, it literally had to be candy. Uh, we were working on Not gummies. Gelatin. Yeah, we were working on vegan gelatin, uh, vegan gelatin, which is the gummies we are interested in. And But see, the, lake, the logo is a trip because our, our brand is lifestyle. And so the first skew, we want to be very particular with the skews. I don't. No, I think she had mentioned before that we were going to have 22 SKUs of cannabis. I don't know where she is on that. But it's, it's, that's a cool piece. And then it can have SKUs on bags that are vegan, on clothes that are made of hemp. And all things. All things. All things. Air product. 
we'll, we would be here for hours if she tells you about the hair product she's developing. What our friend Megan bought in from Honduras that we can never get again. But we got some stuff that we're about to break out. It's going to be amazing. What's it been like navigating the cannabis industry in developing your brand and your products that you're coming out with? What's it been like to find the partnerships that you have now? Difficult, tumultuous, uh, but nothing comes easy. It's Did you say difficult? Yeah. Well, because it's like when you meet people, it, it, it's a lot of learning. Because it's like something might feel like it works right then, but if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work, and you can't be upset about that, and you just have to be able to keep moving. Um, but yeah, it's been hard, especially because it's been a lot of like lying or a lot of hype, a lot of hype, a lot of I have the best of everything and you don't have the best, or you have everything and all of your stuff is perfectly perfect and then you get shut down, comes to find out that maybe everything wasn't perfect and you didn't have all the license you said you had. So it's it's been a huge learning lesson, but it's also been good because I feel like I'm, I'm dodging arrows. <laughs> like I'm, I'm. It's a good thing because it's. I don't want to be upset that I'm having like I don't know misfortunes. But now I feel like I'm on a positive track. We're surrounded by positive and I think trustworthy people. Mainly this dude. If you just stay with your circle, you don't really have to worry about being crossed. Pretty <laughs> so. dope. As a rap letter. Oh. Uh, the, the, the crazy thing about this is a lot of people are full of some horrid intestinal toxins. I made that up. Check the letters. Some horrible intestinal toxins. They are full of some horrible intestinal toxins. That is dope. Call stockings. Anyway, <laughs> they are just, and they, they posture. And they, they're arrogant about their lives which is a trip. We have tasted some things where Tyler like spit it out, like in front of him, like tasted it and then went <laughs> and then I was like, you're not three anymore. You have to be cool with your blowout. She was like, it's nasty, disgusting. No, they want another hit? No. So you have, we're learning tone <laughs> how to deal with people. Don't light anything in front of someone's face. That's my learning lesson. Yeah. Oh, I want you to sample this. I will. Oh. No. Mm -mm. I It's been the reason we haven't gone vape because the, the problem is um, the leakage. Um, people are not going to smoke it like we would smoke it, buy it, and then smoke that pen for 150, unscrew it, put the next one on. They're going to hit it when they want to hit it. And when they grab it and they hit it and it's leaked through, 
or it doesn't like properly, or it doesn't taste like it did before, then they, that's the biggest return from what we're understanding, from what I understand from dispensaries. Once it's figured out, we'll yeah. probably get into it. But to be honest, I also feel like um, the classic way of consuming cannabis is the way for me, just because it's therapeutic. Especially like if you're smoking a J or you're smoking out of the bomb, you get the flour, you grind it, you tap the grinder, you dump it in the paper, you roll a uh, filter. It's just, it's a whole process. Now, if you can't roll, but you have a pre-roll. How long have you been practicing roll? I practiced for like a year and a half, and then I got it. It was hard, though, two years. It was hard at first. That's why I got into pre-rolls, because I was embarrassed. Two years. I couldn't roll a J, but it was because all of my friends were really good at rolling, so I just let That's them do it. That's the excuse. No, I just let them do it, and then I never did it. But I, I, just, I don't know, I feel like eating cannabis or smoking it, it's, it just, it's more, more connected to the flower. Got it. Got it. That's me. But that's, that's me. How, how did you guys uh, come to decide to work with the Harrow Group for your partnership and joint venture with them? Well, we met Dan, and he had uh, Dan Harrow. I, I tell you this, and I tell him this too. We always, I always say, I love you, man, right? And I just met him that one time. I was like, that's a cool dude right there. And, and I just said that to him. And she was like, well, that's the weed you like. And I was like, oh, right? Because I don't know. I just, the weed I like, I, I knew I named him. I was in the smoke box with Be Real and I said the wrong thing. But I said what I liked. I like Blue Dream. He didn't like that. But, <laughs> but I, we just felt there. And we had, we had been for two years from Colorado to Nevada, all to California, up in Hoboken. We hadn't met anybody like that. So, and then he had bomb weed. So we were, we were at the High Times event in Las Vegas, and he pulled out a pound of weed, and so I was, you know, just taking maybe an eight. Oh, that smells good. That, mm, thank you so much. I'll have some. And he was like, no, I'll take the whole thing. And the first time I panicked ever in the business, I wanted to ask him, was he a federal agent? Because he knew I was flying back home. He knew. But because I'm so creative, I just smoked all of it in Nevada. And I just stayed high all week <laughs> in Los Angeles. <laughs> That's how we got it back. We ingested it because I will never transfer it. But then... That's how you know it's nice. That's how you know because he wasn't trying to set me up. And then from that point on, we, we went we met with him. We talked about it. And we are building exactly how our J's come out around that and the heretical. What kinds of changes have you seen in the cannabis industry from when it used to be Prop 215 to now being legalized with Prop 64? Uh, it's not as cool. And when Tyler turned 18, I took her to get her license. Now, when my younger daughter turns 18, I'm, I'm just going to have to take her to P.F. Chang's. No, it's like, I still think we just know I personally, I, I will always have my med card, I think, because I use cannabis medicinally as well as recreationally, and I feel like having that representation is important. I also just feel like um, I'm 
a little sus, and I just feel like I've written down for years as loving and using medical weed, and <laughs> one day that might come back and be like, Good. weed is under healthcare, and now I get it. That is positive. But I, the, <laughs> That's the, in that in that whole mentality, when we're looking at different, okay, the weed I was smoking from 2005 until everything changed was great. How is it now now? Because, because somebody else wants to be in the business? Like what happened? Well, I feel like a lot of it was Too many people got involved is got why involved. we went in business with Dan Harrell. We went in business with somebody who had genetics from the 70s. Why would we, okay, there may be some great new growers. I'm not saying you're not, but I'm not trusting you. I'm just not. I'm just, this is the only body I have. It's the only life I have. I'm not trusting you. And if I'm going to put our, our integrity and our name behind something, in Deuces 22, we have to literally do it as well. We're going to drink the Kool-Aid. That, we're going to put Kool-Aid out. It ain't going to be that funny juice. It's going to be some real good Kool-Aid. Not Kool-Aid. We got to come up with a better name than Kool-Aid because that had red 40 in it. That had all kind of pork. So Don't bad. do Kool-Aid, kids. Don't do that swine, son. But we're going to put out some no no food coloring. You know what? Cranberry juice with a little bit of seltzer <laughs> water and a lime. You enjoy yourself. Stay out the line. <laughs> Where do you hope to see the cannabis industry in five years from now? Uh, in my bank account. No, I would like to see it literally in a position as you see alcohol. If they can do beer commercials and they can do um, commercials for, uh, for cognacs and they can do it for vodkas, we should be able to do commercials that show a healthier alternative than the alcohol company. I'm not saying you shouldn't consume alcohol, do you? But it should also be looked at as a healthier alternative and something that shouldn't be looked at as um, uh, a bad drug or a drug in the category. What is the shit called? Schedule, Schedule one. Exactly. I want that gone. Yeah. Out of the way. I want to be able Conversation for federal legalization. I want to walk up to Donald Trump and go, yo, hit this. You know, he don't smoke weed or drink. And I'm going to be like, yo, nice red tie, fam. <laughs> I want to be able to do that with no problem. If somebody can have a cigar, this person can have whatever they want to consume. I want to make sure we get the stigma of... Cannabis completely gone. Yeah. It's not that deep. Of marijuana completely gone. We should stop using the word marijuana. Yeah, let's just go with cannabis. Straight up cannabis. Weed when you Don't try to be funny. Like, but no, just drop all of it. Weed if you're funny. That's a good, yes. It should be a t-shirt. Yeah. That's going to be our next t-shirt. Weed if you're funny. <laughs> No one will get it. Hit Rob, yo, Rob, read if you're funny. Print it. Um, what, do you think there's a difference between the way that the NBA views cannabis and the way the NFL treats it? Yeah, it's a huge difference. Um, NBA players can run for... The players that I know that consume cannabis or that used to play, I'm not saying any of them that play now do, but the ones that that smoked cannabis when I played were the hardest guys to keep up with on the court. I'm not going to say any names. Steven Jackson is never coming out of my mouth. A thoroughbred. 
just straight up thoroughbred. And now, if if you anything you want to see, he's retired and still looks like a thoroughbred. And everybody used to talk about his consumption of cannabis. Everybody I know that were supposedly the big smokers are the ones who look the healthiest, who are the healthiest, who are the happiest, who everybody wanted as a team. It's amazing. You see how I got around not answering your question? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so um, what other products do you guys see yourself launching? Are you guys going to get into CBD products too? Yes. We're going to get into so We're CBD gonna, is something yeah. we paid attention to right after our first stab into the cannabis business. So we decided to learn as much as we can. So I have some really, really, really good scientists that I refer to or defer to, which puts me up on what's next, how it's coming understanding it. It's a great watchdog uh, account on IG that literally pays attention to all the products coming out. So if you're full of it, they will blast you. That's a great thing to have so everybody can bring their game up, not trying to dog anybody, just trying to make you be at a certain level or get to a certain level. Yes, we're going to expand pretty much in all categories that cannabis has to offer. But we mainly want to focus on pre-rolls just because I know that there is a need. I know that there are brands out there, and I, but they're not like our brand. And the need that our brand will fill is completely necessary. So I feel like that's what we're focusing on first. Eventually, we'll probably get into the edibles. We'll probably get into We're definitely getting into CBD just because there are so many benefits to CBD that I think that everyone should have access to. Um, but more things coming. See, and when I talk about merch, understand when you see deuces, how I'm, how we're hoping the, the, the branding works is you think positive about cannabis and then you think positive about your win. So it's, it's you helping represent the cannabis business um, quietly without smacking them in the face. It's, it's a cool, if you can wear a man with a horse and a club on a uh, Coppola, you should wear deuces. If you can wear Calvin Klein, you should wear deuces. Because we're about supporting our culture of cannabis. How did, uh, how did you choose the name Deuces for the brand? That's easy. There are two of us. Mm -hmm. I'm 22. Um, his number playing basketball is 22. As was mine, but like, he's the athlete. And we've constantly, as a family, just always said deuces. It's just been something that's in our vernacular. And, yeah. Yeah, deuces. And when I see another 22, when I see Emmett Smith, I say, what's up, deuces? I see, I, seriously, I don't say his name. I call all, all people that wore 22, I call them deuces, period. And it's a blessed number. That number 22 is 11 and 11, which is two very, very strong numbers standing together. So in the middle of the day, you're thinking it's 12 noon, it's really 11 and 11. And those, that 22 can come up. And the Asian, um, Asian um, numerology and all numerology is a blessed number. Great number for women too. What's it been like for you, Tyler, growing up with a famous athlete for a father? Um, I've asked her that same question. I don't know. I don't know what it's Who's not like. 
So, <laughs> if you can't tell, <laughs> so, um, I don't know. It's been interesting. There are times people constantly ask me, especially like if we're at a crowded event and then a lot of people are trying to take photos with them. Oh, this must bother you. But I'm so used to it. When I was younger, I'd be like jealous. Like, this is my time, my dad. But now it's like I realize that that's just his job. So he wouldn't really be mad at your dad for doing his job. So I'm just used to it. I don't really know. I don't know any other alternative to this guy. And he's fun. He's funny. And like, I feel like we're very similar. So seeing his life growing up has made me see things that I probably only did growing up. And that's why we're working together. Good answer. Thanks. I'm a professional. You are. Do you think that the stigma of cannabis has been destigmatized through legalization? It's getting there. Yeah, it's a slow process, but it's definitely changing a lot of people who, even just in my personal life, a lot of people who never would even say the word marijuana now are coming to me asking me what products to buy, how they can get involved in the business. So that's shown me so much change, but it's... It's changing a lot, but it's not something that's going to happen overnight. Like there are a lot of, there's still a lot of misinformation. People still think you're going to die. It's a lot of years of propaganda. Yeah, so it's it's going to take a second. But I do think once people see that a doctor can prescribe it, then oh wait, that changes my whole mind. Even though that's something we've been saying for years, but <laughs> now that it's medicinally. Um, legal in a bunch of states and it's recreational in a bunch of states. I feel like a lot of people are now stepping back and thinking, okay, wait, hold on. If the state legislator is changing their mind, what, why am I holding prejudice? Because, you know, government shouldn't know what's right. Yeah, okay. it's tough. I even know some Republicans, some of my Republican friends smoke a lot of cannabis. And those are what people wanted to call conservatives. And then... Yeah, but then I also know some some liberals and some Democrats and Southern, you know, people would think one way, anything about smoking. And it, it's a trip because I always refer them back to the Bible as something that's always happened. People have always smoked. And it's, it's not put into a, the, the mentality that you're going to go somewhere else that's going to make you less controlled is the craziest thing. That's what happened with me. I was totally controlled. You was never going to know. See me drinking in public, smoking. I always was suited up. I was always shaved. I had this mentality of being clean cut and presentable to society, not realizing how I present myself as I present. That was a made up idea. I still wear suits. I still clean cut. But the mentality of not using your mind and not being a I would say uh, a clerical, uh, a cl this, I just think differently. I, I literally go into things now with a more relaxed mentality, not constantly ready to be in combat. Um, being an athlete, that was it. You, you want to go in and you want to win everything. Um, I just want to go in and love everything. If federal descheduling took place, how do you think that would affect uh, the professional athlete world? see a lot more, you would see, if baseball had it, there'd be more home runs uh, because their body, their uh, quick, 
uh, quick twitch muscle would be relaxed in that, in that scene, your perception. Because uh, literally those guys can see things slow down, just like a race car driver. Uh, if you don't race cars, it looks fast. But when you're in the car and you're a race car driver, you can do anything at that speed. It's the same in baseball, same in basketball. Like I watch um, guys do things now, you would do it with, with more ease. When you don't have any strain in your brain telling your body it can't do something, you can do it. And I think cannabis is going to change the way athletes perform. They'll also use cannabis for advertising like crazy. Yeah. Cannabis, you will start seeing, and I'll totally dive into that. Deuces 22 is totally going to sponsor the Staples Center. No problem. I <laughs> No problem with that. But that's exactly what you're going to see. Weed ads all over the place. You might see it there now. Yeah. I'm just saying. You might just see somebody with a sweatshirt and a billboard. You, you never know. What was your favorite team, team to play on? Oh, the one that paid on the 1st and the 15th. <laughs> that was my favorite team. I wanted to be in the NBA. And, you know, when they're sitting there and you're going to get drafted, you never know. And I was never a fan of a team. I, I just wanted to be an NBA ball player. So when I got on Detroit, I was, I, that became my favorite team. When I got traded to Miami, that became my favorite team. When I got traded, when I left Toronto and owned my rights, and I decided to add my rights to the Chicago Bulls, that became my favorite team. And then I was on the Lakers, that was my favorite team. I, I totally lived in the now of each of those teams. If you were to ask me, my favorite team is teammates, I, we do things in clicks anyway. So. I, would, I was blessed enough to have Glenn Rice and Brian Shaw twice, Dennis Rodman as a teammate twice. Um, it just, I just like guys I hung out with, and I like everybody. So it, it wasn't a player I didn't like um, playing with or being around. Uh, if he didn't like hanging around me, he obviously didn't like having fun. All women. <laughs> What's your favorite team to root for now? Oh, the one that's winning. <laughs> We're not going to decide. I like it's the team player, that's winning. It's a player by player game. Yeah. Or I, like, I like Kevin Durant. Yeah. Period. I like LeBron James. I like, I like all of Golden State. I wanted to play for the Warriors after I finished playing for the Lakers. And at that time, St. John couldn't get it through. And then it was a deal with Seattle when they had the Sonics at the time. And then I just decided to go into television because I was only going to play where I wanted to play. So I always like, I know, I had... You shouldn't have retired, but it's they, they came and saw a place I had up in, uh, in the Bay Area. That sounds so crazy. Well, there's a place that I used to hang out in the Bay Area, and they came up and saw this wonderful apartment. And I, I just knew I was going to be a, a Golden State Warrior. I just, I just knew it. What? But I loved the Detroit Pistons, playing in Miami, man. The sun, it was hot after practice, the beach, the lunch. He doesn't know. He likes it all. Yeah. But I feel like. I, feel I like love Toronto. No. I did. I liked, I liked the city of Toronto. I feel like you liked Miami the best because you kept going back to Miami. Because 
nice old Jewish, Jewish guys like us retired. Nice old Jewish guys like us. What legacy do you hope to leave behind with Deuces? Oh. The best cannabis brand in Asia. Period. World. International. Yeah. There, that's it. When you when think, you think cannabis, cannabis. That's weird. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay. that, that was not made up. When you think cannabis, like, if you say, hey, you know, I got to buy him a gift. Oh my God, I forgot to get him a gift. Oh, there's a dispensary. You run the dispensary, you go, I got to get somebody a gift. And the butt tender hands you Deuces 22. That's what's happening. Said, give him this. He's going to appreciate you. You trust all things that come from us because you know that we're only going to give you quality. We, I got your back. Good. You guys have any last thoughts for our viewers? Yes. Make sure you go to deuces22.com, leave comments, give any kind of content, any kind of feedback. We will not listen, but thank you. No. But uh, make sure you go to deuces22. Make sure you buy the merch. It's deuces. unbelievable. Instagram, smoke weed every day.